at the end of the day, everyone has access to the same tools and some people succeed, some people do not. So what really matters is your actual strategy. Welcome to Honest E-Commerce, where we're dedicated to cutting through the BS and finding actionable advice for online store owners. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. And I believe running an online business does not have to be complicated or a guessing game. If you're struggling with scaling your sales, Electric Eye is here to help. To apply to work with us, visit electriceye.io slash connect to learn more. Now let's get on with the show. All right, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Honest E-Commerce. I'm your host, Chase Clymer. Today, I'm welcoming to the show a man to answer all of our questions in regards to SMS and email marketing. Ari Baga, welcome to the show. Yeah, thanks for having me. Excited to be here. I'm excited to have you. So first things first, let people know what company you're from and how to spell the website because I guarantee it's not going to translate easily to a podcast format. So let's just talk about that real quick. Yeah, so my company is ConvertSmart and it's ConvertSmart.com. And ConvertSmart helps direct consumer brands generate seven figures in monthly revenue using mobile messaging. So we do things from growth marketing, copywriting, creative design uh, to enable brands to turn text and email into top three acquisition channels. Awesome. And then I'm going to kind of clarify there. It's C-O-N-V-E-R-S-M-A-R-T. So there's not there's no second T in there. It's converse, like conversion, smart, like that smash those together. So it's not convert mart, it's converse smart. Yeah. So actually means uh, converse, like having... We do text and email, right? Having a conversation with your brand in a smart way. Oh, man. You see, people that are smart think of cool ideas for their companies. (laughs) Awesome. So other than that, though, uh, you also uh, have a conference, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. DTC Day. It's the largest conference for all things direct-to-consumer. We have amazing CEOs and leaders from the direct-to-consumer e-commerce space. Um, just creating an environment for people to come together, you know, learn, uh, have fun, and network. Uh, so that's the community that we built there. Uh, and unfortunately, with everything happening, uh, everything is pushed back. But uh, hopefully by 2030, when things are back to normal, uh, we'll be able to get back together again. Yeah, I mean... Obviously, the audience of this show is probably more founders, entrepreneurs, maybe uh, even some consultants in the space. Uh, and like the, one of the my favorite things about this industry in general, which is how much fun the conferences were. You know, everyone's doing kind of the same thing, and they're all picking up new stuff. And I mean, I, that's one thing I do miss uh, about you know this industry is unfortunately you can't recreate just the atmosphere the networking that you get from you know an actual in-person conference uh so that's just you know i guess i'm just uh playing the world's smallest violin right now i don't know (laughs) no you're right like it's been really hard to sit through zoom uh live webinars etc uh but yeah like in-person events really bring bring up like a different different energy you get to meet people and get a much better business or more business doing that way. So yeah, hopefully in the near future, yes, we'll be able to get together. Absolutely. All right. So let's, let's take it back a bit. So what, uh, what kind of led you into uh, e-commerce and direct consumer? Uh, you know, what's the quick backstory? Sure. I've always been like really interested in selling products. Uh, I've always thought it would be cool for someone to wear like, my shirts that I made or any product that I made myself. So like I started an e-commerce store, a Shopify store 
around 2015, 2016. That was my first Shopify store, uh, selling t-shirts. And I just got really addicted to, to it. It was just how easy it was to get set up uh, on Shopify and uh, the sales and notification, everything. Every time you hear that cha-ching from Shopify, it was really addicting. So I thought, you know, I just wanted to go all in on e-commerce. Uh, so with that clothing brand, like obviously I started, I was new. I didn't really know what I was doing. And it's like, when you start a brand, like your friends buy. And then it's like, okay, like how do I get <laughs> the people to buy it now after your friends buy? And then that's when I started to get into paid marketing and paid advertising and they, learning paid ads and trying to figure out how to bring traffic to my website. Uh, and around that time, uh, I also found out about a friend who started an e-commerce brand. So I was helping him out with paid ads and trying to get his uh, reach out there to get potential customers. So that was like a lot of learning experience. And I just really love the fact that you can put something online and you know someone can give you money for it. Uh, especially because I was doing print on demand, like I didn't even have to touch the product really. So it was even like much better because like all you need to do is get someone interested in the product, they buy it, you don't even see the products, you basically get that customer. So that was like really exciting for me to do it and also like help my uh, friends that were in the e-commerce do it. Uh, and yeah, I've just been going down the rabbit hole ever since and just like learning everything I can about e-commerce, uh, websites, marketing, you know, conversion rate optimization, copywriting, etc. Ended up starting an agency to actually help these brands um, get generate more revenue. Now, I'm definitely are I'm definitely interested in getting back on the brand side and doing both because that's really exciting to do. Uh, but right now, my focus has been on on the agency side and helping brands generate more revenue. Absolutely. Now, do you still own that? Uh, you know, the first store that you had, the one you cut your teeth on, or have you since kind of sold or folded that one up? Yeah, I just kind of shut it down because uh, it, it was like a great learning experience. I learned so much about the app ecosystem and like the different apps that. Like if someone was like asked me like what apps like to use, like I can really tell them the apps that I prefer that I use for like uh, whether getting emails or getting people to like add more products to cart, etc. So I learned so much from that experience, uh, and I think it was a great transition over to the agency side where I knew exactly like what it felt like to run a brand and like what people needed uh, as a, as a brand. Yeah, I just kind of like uh, wanted to focus on one thing at a time and started the agency. Um, and now with the agency running, then we also started the, the conference. Absolutely. Let's be honest today. All of your customers are going to have questions. And what are you doing to manage all those questions? Do you have a help desk for your business? One of our sponsors of today's episode is Gorgeous. And Gorgeous is the number one rated help desk for e-commerce. It integrates seamlessly with Shopify. We have installed it on a bunch of stores. It's also used by brands like Movement and Rockies. And what it does is it takes all of your customer insights and information, brings it into one amazing dashboard so you can solve their problem as quickly as possible. If you want to give Gorgeous a try, visit gorgeous.link slash honest. That's G-O-R... G-I-A-S dot L-I-N-K slash H-O-N-E-S-T to get your second month free.
It's funny. I think a lot of uh, people in the agency world uh, fall into two boats. They're either like they were at an agency and they're like, I'm just going to do this myself. Or uh, they just innately had some skill in the space uh, and they accidentally ended up starting one because the next thing they knew, they had a couple clients that they were helping and it it got a little bit bigger than them. And then, whoa, now they've got a a business. So we have that in common. Uh, Mm -hmm. My agency was was kind of an accidental agency, uh, but it was one of the best accidents of my life. So it was fun. (laughs) Yeah. So nowadays, though, with the agency, you guys are focusing a little more niche down, kind of more on this conversational commerce in this this owned marketing arena. Is that correct? Right. Just to let everyone else know if, if maybe those terms are unfamiliar with them. Uh, it's specifically, you're helping with email marketing and SMS marketing um, for most of your clients, right? Yeah. So with own marketing, it's about marketing to a list of customer or customers or potential customers that you own. So that can be your text list and email or email list. So we started out completely niche down. We're probably the first agency. Uh, first of all, like we started, like uh, I started the first like messenger marketing agency. I was doing only messenger marketing with the agency and then transition over to text. Because I didn't like the fact that Facebook had con- had control over your audience on Facebook Messenger, uh, so I got in text too. I was probably the first agency to only do text marketing, and people thought it was crazy uh, that we were only doing text marketing because nobody was doing it, uh, especially in the e-commerce space. And now we started to we added on email just because we want to really own the conversation between the brands and their customers, and it's just been very well received. So that's what we focus on helping brands build up their own list and then be able to market those to those lists and generate revenue. Awesome, awesome. So for those that are kind of just getting started, uh, you know, they found their initial traction with their brand. What's kind of like the marketing stack, uh, or not necessarily like the marketing stack, but like what are the apps in that in the ecosystem that you guys enjoy working with that you seem to, you know, they deliver results and not only that, you know, they have customer support that actually cares. Uh, so, you know, what are the apps out there in the ecosystem for e-commerce that you guys enjoy using when helping your customers succeed uh, with doing these owned marketing initiatives? Yeah, that's a good question. I think with apps, uh, first of all, like with apps, I don't really think. For, for me, it's not really about the apps. Even it's about the actual strategy. Because uh, at the end of the day, everyone has access to the same tools, and some people succeed, some people do not. So what really matters is your actual strategy. But with text marketing being so new, there's a bunch of apps that are coming out every day. Oh yeah. And yeah, so with what I typically like to do is uh, I've probably used all the apps that I think are very e-commerce focused. They integrate with your store and they work just like uh, the current email uh, apps in the ecosystem. And with text marketing, typically if you're on Shopify apps like Postscript have a really good name out there uh, in terms of making it easy for you to integrate. But if you're more on like a, on the enterprise level, maybe apps like Attentive could work for you. Um, and with Shopify, there's a bunch of apps in there. But I think what really matters is, is the, the strategy because everyone there's a bunch of apps that you could use that do the same thing in the Shopify app store. Uh, so if you know exactly how you should be collecting subscribers and texting your subscribers to get them to buy, that's the most important part. 
Now, when it comes to email, like email has been around, especially for e-commerce for a lot longer, for over two decades now. So it's a little more robust on what you can really do with email. So apps like Klaviyo is what we typically use. And that's what we really focus on because they have a, an amazing platform and you can do pretty much anything really. Uh, so those are some of the apps that I would recommend for brands. Uh, that on Shopify. Hey Ari, you answered that question perfectly with shutting me down immediately with my dumb question because that's that's the correct answer. It, you know, an app is just a tool, and without a plan, it's not going to do anything for you. So, thank you for answering that completely honestly. This episode is brought to you by Klaviyo. Klaviyo knows modern e-commerce is moving fast. Between email, mobile, and web, it can be hard to keep up with consumers and personalize their experience with your brand. Think of Klaviyo as a central command center for all your digital marketing needs. With email marketing, dynamic website content, social retargeting, SMS automation, and more, you'll take back control of the customer experience and own your business growth. That's why it's trusted by over 30,000 brands like Casemate, Kapari, and Brook Linen. Ready to find out how Klaviyo can help your business grow? Visit klaviyo.com to schedule a demo. That's K-L-A-V-I-Y-O.com. Right. Yeah. Because I think like uh, even our marketing director said it recently, like just because you have a hammer, that doesn't make you a carpenter. Um, so it's actually like the, 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 the skill, right? Um, and I think a lot of people want to buy the app and just completely like ignore like the expertise from agencies or um, not saying like that everyone needs to hire an agency, but like considering like the fact that the agencies typically uh, are experts and they specialize in certain things means that they're probably better at delivering the results versus like you just getting the app and trying to get it up and running. So typically that's the conversation that we have and really getting that across. Yeah, no, that's uh, I use roughly the same analogy when I'm I'm talking about it, and I was even saying this the other day when people were talking about, you know, what platform should I build my e-commerce store on? It's like, who cares? Like, what's your product, and how do you how are you going to market it? Yeah. At the end of the day, there are bu- businesses that are doing great numbers that you wouldn't believe on, you know, Magento and on WordPress, and heck, I mean, I know of some million dollar businesses on Squarespace, surprisingly enough. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's just because they had a good product market fit and they had a great marketing strategy. You know, the tool to sell it is just something that will help you create efficiencies and help you create profitability within your business. You know, that's why I'm a huge fan of Shopify because it scales so well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but all these other things can do the same thing. Oh yeah. 100%. Like it's not about like people need to forget about what tools should I use and really focus on the strategy and I think a lot of, a lot of marketers would do much better that way for sure. I think the one of the things the uphill battles of running an agency is competing against the marketing that some of these SaaS products put out there where they are like you don't need anything except this and it's like yeah except you need the understanding of how it works and the strategy that is going to make it work for you. So yeah, it's kind of an it's an uphill battle for us, I guess. But as people <laughs> uh, mature in business, they realize getting the correct answers the first time is more valuable than like stumbling through it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Want to get each new episode of Honest Commerce sent straight to your phone? Join our VIP texting list for updates on new episodes and exclusive deals from our partners. Text Honest VIP. That's H O N E S T V I P to seven two five nine nine to join. 
By the way, we're powering our text messages with PostScript, the number one text message marketing app for Shopify stores. Check out the show notes for a link to install PostScript for free today. So within uh, your guys' business, uh, you guys are helping e-commerce brands make more money doing all this email marketing and SMS marketing. What's kind of like one of the common traits that you see out there uh, or just common mistakes that newer clients are making and that you guys are helping them to correct? Not to call anyone out, obviously, but just to try to give like you know some quick wins out there for people that are looking for something that they can take home from this and implement into their business. I think the first one that I see that people don't have like a defined strategy or like a, a proven process to follow. And like, especially with text marketing and with the fact that it's new with email, I think people can get away uh, because a lot of the platform have helped in at least automating some of the different ways that you should get set up and get up and running quickly. But I still see that with text marketing, what marketers are doing is they jump in. Um, first, like we like to go in like a, an order of how we think a brand should run it, right? And it's about first, okay, how do we collect your subscribers? And then what automated flows are they going to receive as they're going through their buyer's journey? And as they're going through that buyer's journey, uh, how are we going to engage with them on a weekly basis to try to get them back to site? Uh, and I think a lot of brands don't have that strategy. Uh, they would, let's say, install the app and then maybe launch one opt-in. A lot of them we've seen, they don't launch an opt-in to collect subscribers. And then they assume that the channel doesn't work or it doesn't generate revenue for them. Uh, that's pretty much like what I've seen for the most part. But I've also seen some marketers who are also like getting set up collecting subscribers. But then the problem is that the copy isn't like doing its job. So what we try to do is, okay, how can we uh, implement uh, our strategy or how can you define the different steps that you need to take in order to achieve a certain result? And it's like, okay, first you need to get your subscribers. Like if you don't have a list of subscribers, you can't generate revenue. Uh, so that means you need to install your opt-ins, whether on your mobile site, your desktop site, at checkout, Use social to collect subscribers, use Facebook, Facebook ads, like every channel that you can to start collecting these subscribers uh, onto your list. And once you have your subscribers, then you want to start to engage with them. Now, the difference is that text is a very unique channel, right? It's a very conversational. Because think about how you text your friends and family. It's usually short, you use images, GIFs, uh, emojis, etc. So if text is a supposed to be a fun experience. But what marketers do is that they would just like send super salesy uh, messages and then they see like really high unsubscribe rate. Like we had a brand that we work with that was seeing like an 8% unsubscribe rate. And then after we changed our copy and started using creative uh, GIFs, images, etc., we were able to bring you down to 2.9%, uh, which is like pretty good for text. Um, and right now, most of our clients are averaging around like one to less than 1%. Uh, and I would say most are between one and 2%, uh, which is really good for a channel like text. Um, so I think like what you actually send, the copy that you actually send is really important because it's what's gonna get that user to engage and come back to your website. Uh, and then the last thing is optimizing. Like you need to look at data. So when it comes to picking the platform, you need to make sure, okay, 
do I get like the click-through rate, the revenue generated, the conversion rates from this platform? If not, you can use Google's UTM tracking codes to track these URLs so that you can see that data in Google Analytics. And this is something that I recommend for every marketer to do. Like, obviously, every app likes to take credit for every sale. Um, so it's always best practices to have that second layer of tracking through Google Analytics uh, so that you can compare both. Because like apps, an app can tell you that you made $30,000, but you really made like fifteen dollars or $20,000 uh, when you double check them. Um, and from there, you get to decide if you want to you know, split the difference and then in terms of attribution. But it all comes down to having a strategy. And what I've seen in this space is that marketers want to jump into text and then just start like spamming their existing list, which they're not supposed to do because of compliance and it could get them into trouble. So yeah, that's, that's pretty much what I've seen. Oh, I mean, I can agree with you wholeheartedly. We've audited so many stores, like very successful stores, uh, that are using you know the tools that you've mentioned here today, and it's just that they didn't have the understanding of how that tool worked, and they didn't set it up appropriately. And you know, it's funny because like oftentimes uh, when we're talking to, to people out there and we're like, well, how's this working for you? And then their answer is like, well, I honestly don't know. And it's just because like they just installed something thinking that it would it fix a problem for for them, but without a like going back, I guess, to the title of this show is going to be like strategies, everything when it comes to how to actually market things. Mm-hmm. Awesome, Ari. Now, is there anything else that I forgot to ask you that you think is going to be worthwhile to share with our audience today? Sure. Like, uh, what I want to, my point about using, let's say you're using email right now and you're thinking about leveraging text marketing. What I'm saying is that you need to use both channels. I think most people kind of like think that when I talk about text, it's about you need to stop using email and start using text. But what you want to do is actually use both because historically, adding more channels always increases revenue. And we've tested this where we sent out one campaign to just a portion of the email list and generated like $3,000. We sent a text and that text generated around $6,000. And then we sent both an email and a text and we generated $15,000. So having two channels just spreads your reach, right? You're able to reach the customers on email and text. And with text, you're getting like 99% open rates and 20 to 30% click-through rates. So text is kind of supplementing your drop in email marketing performance where you're seeing like I would say the best brands are seeing at most 20% click through rate, uh, open rates over email. And honestly, most are seeing like less than 10% open rates, especially for like the really big brands. So using text is that channel that really allows you to get that customer to engage with you, to see the message that uh, you spent so much time crafting uh, and get that campaign out to your customer uh, and get them to click back the site. Because at the end of the day, we're not just building the list just for the sake of building the list. We want the people to actually see these messages, these campaigns, these discounts that we want to send. And text is the channel that really, at least for today, allows you to get that reach uh, that, that you need. So when it comes to these two channels, it's about combining both, right? Being able to use both text and email. And the question that comes from this is like, okay, I have my automated flows on email. Like, how do I set them up over text? 
So what we try to do is figure out where text fits in your current automated setup. So for example, if you're doing an abandoned cart and let's say you're sending an abandoned cart like an hour later, maybe why don't we try sending a text 30 minutes in because we've seen like abandoned cart text perform so well, probably the highest performing flow out there because of the high reach and the high click-through rate. So why don't you maybe try sending a text in 30 minutes. And if that customer doesn't convert, they will receive an email within an hour or maybe four hours. So try to figure out like your current timing for email flows and fitting text in it and testing it out and seeing how they both work together. And when it comes to campaigns, like you don't need like a really big list to generate revenue with email. So like if you have 100 email subscribers and 100 text subscribers, if you text those 100 people, and 99 of them open it, uh, and let's say like 20 to 30 of them click, there's a much higher chance of you generating more revenue versus if you send out, versus like sending out the email and having 20 people open it and like five people come clicking back to site. So the point is you need to use both channels because of the reach and then allow your customer to decide which channel they want to convert on. Uh, so that's the whole point of mobile messaging. Uh, at least for us at ConverseSmart, where we're leveraging both channels because they're both great channels. They generate a lot of revenue uh, and it's about combining both to you know maximize your revenue on both channels. Awesome. Absolutely. I can couldn't agree with you more. The more touch points, the better. You know, there's a I guess maybe there's like a diminishing return at some point, but I can agree that uh, adding a few more channels and not being so reliant on a single channel is always great advice. Before we go, is uh, there anything that you want to share with the audience where you want to direct them if they want to learn more about you or learn more about what you're up to? Sure. We typically do free Clavio audits. So if you're running a brand and you're interested in learning different ways that you could optimize your Clavio account, you can request a free audit on our website. And if you want to learn more about ConverseSmart um, and what we do with text, just head over to ConverseSmart.com. And you can also like shoot me an email. I'm more than happy to answer it. It's re at ConverseSmart.com. Um, I can talk about text like for hours. Uh, so if you have any questions at all, just feel free to email me. And last thing is that I recently also been uh, interviewing uh, CEOs at different brands. I had uh, one of the sharks from ABC Shark Tank, Mark Matt Higgins on the show, and a bunch of other CEOs of e-commerce brands just talking about the current landscape of e-commerce and what it takes to become successful, etc. So if you're interested in that, look up the Personal Mastery Podcast as well on any platform that you listen to podcasts on. Um, and just continue learning because I think like there's a lot of stuff going on in the e-commerce space right now. And what we're trying to do here, what you're trying to do uh, is provide that information to people, right? To provide as much value uh, as possible to the people. Um, so yeah, definitely check out the podcast if you're interested in learning more. Absolutely. I, I couldn't agree more. Uh, just trying to provide value here. And here's the thing. I'm cheating. I'm learning all this stuff like weeks before you guys hear it. So it's super fun to host this thing. <laughs> Ari, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm sure we'll talk soon. Awesome, man. Thanks for having me. I cannot thank our guests enough for coming on the show and sharing their journey and knowledge with us today. We've got a lot to think about and potentially add into our businesses. Links and more information will be available in the show notes as well. If anything in this podcast resonated with you and your business, feel free to reach out and learn more at electriceye.io slash connect. Also, make sure you subscribe and leave an amazing review. Thank you.